Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. Now, we also know that the number one fear of planning for retirement is running out of money. So how can you create that reliable monthly income? Well, Yahoo Finance, they looked at the pros and cons of annuities for that role. And two of the objections they cite are, number one, every annuity comes with high fees. And number two, no access to principal in case of an emergency. What are your thoughts on this, Steve? Well, I get that statement a lot of times where people, you know, I hate annuities. And I just kind of look at them. I say, which kind? A lot of times I get that kind of deer in the headlight look coming back at me like, what do you mean, which kind? Mm -hmm. You know, because there are different types of annuities out there for different purposes. There are income generation annuities, and that's what the question's about. So we'll get to that one. But there's also asset protection where you're looking at the fact that I just want protected growth. I, I don't really need an income writer but I don't want my assets to decrease due to market volatility. That's a fixed indexed annuity with no riders on it. All it does is it says, if the markets are negative, zero can be my hero. And a lot of people are very happy right now to be getting a zero on an annuity. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at that. You know, the variable annuity, the variable annuity can have a lot of expenses attached to it because you're at risk in the market. If you have a variable annuity and the market's down 25 to 30%, you can be down 25 to 30% because you are invested in the market. Now there's an insurance usually with it that says, if you lose your money, they'll give bring your principal back. Well, you have to pay for that. So there are a lot of high fees when it starts to look at it. Hmm. Then you have the fixed annuity, which a lot of people right now are very happy with because the fixed annuity with the higher interest rates, they're getting 4% interest for a three to five year, depending on the company. That's It changes all the time, but they're getting a better rate of return than they can get at their bank. So that's the other part. The other thing is a single premium immediate annuity. Well, the single premium immediate annuity is the one that most people don't like. That's where you basically trade your entire portfolio, you give it to an insurance company, and they're gonna pay you an income stream for the rest of your life. Well, for some people, that's a very good idea. You know, I want guaranteed income that I cannot outlive, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It's, it's gonna be paying me for the rest of my life and for the rest of my spouse's wife it's, if that's the choice that was taken. Now, interest rates are starting to come up, so the single premium immediate annuities are a lot more advantageous today than they were when they were a lot lower. Why? Because with higher interest rates, the insurance companies don't have to put as much money into it to make that guarantee work. So we look at a combination of those income writers. Income writers are designed to turn on an income in the future. It's usually money. It's got a, a rate of return that I like to call funny money. It's really not real, but it'll pay you as if though it is. Then you turn on an income. We've got clients. Shelly was in the other day. She goes, I love that annuity that you got me. She says, I get my check every month. Every month, it doesn't matter if the market's up or the market's down. I don't have to take money out of my portfolio. When the market's down, I don't have to pull money out of it. It says it's made it very simple for me. So there are a lot of good things and there are a lot. What I hate is if I see somebody that's got a great pension 
a great amount of Social Security and a low standard of living. And they've got an, a, an annuity with an income writer. And it's like, what, what were we thinking when we did this? The right tool for the right job. If you've got 5000 in expenses and 4000 in income, it might make sense to buy that extra $1,000 worth of income. So your basic living expenses are covered for the rest of your life. If you have an annuity and you're not sure how you could use it the most effective within your portfolio, give me a call. Ask for the annuity x-ray. If you're looking to find out how do I bridge that gap between the amount of income and my current expenses, ask me about the income annuities and we'll explain them to them. If you're just looking for protected growth, ask for that because annuities can be used for different things, but every annuity does not work for everything. And I believe that's one of the problems that people have. Give me the right tool for the right job. There are different annuities for each one of those jobs. Give me a call now. Ask and see how we can help you understand annuities and see how they might work within your portfolio. You know, too many people with estate plans forget to perform this one simple chore. And Christine Benz with Morningstar Financial, she says that it's vital that they check who their beneficiaries are. And it's stunning. I've talked to estate planning attorneys who have said, I've helped these people create this elaborate plan, cost thousands of dollars to set up this estate plan. And yet the beneficiary designations did not reflect what we put in the estate plan. And people are surprised to learn that beneficiary designations will typically override what is laid out in the will. So it's super important to make sure that those are current, those are up to date. Wow. Okay. Something so easy to update and is looked over so many times. I mean, can you recall a client example where this happened? Um, Thank God none's happened that were my clients, but I have had to fix some errors in a group that I work with, you know, deals with some very big errors. You know, the biggest one that I've seen was a a New York City school teacher that left $1.75 million to her sister and not her husband. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) She had gone to work in the school district, set her beneficiary designations as her parents first and her sister second. About four years later, she met a young man. They got married and 30 years later, she passed away. She never changed her beneficiary designation on her 403B. So therefore, the husband didn't get the money. The sister did. Wow. So that's probably the biggest one that I look at. And a lot of people said, well, Steve, wait a minute. What about Arissa? You have to sign off. Mm. I said, nope, not for 403B. You have to for 401K. So different things that we look at it. But I have seen one. Had a gentleman that came in, you know, and he had a inherited IRA. And it had his same last name on it. My condolences on the passing of your wife. He goes, my wife didn't pass away. And I said, oh, so the inherited IRA. He goes, nope. She divorced me, remarried another person, never changed the beneficiary designation. Oh, my gosh. And he said, her husband was not real happy when I got the money, but he said, I was. And he had this great big smile on his face. Yikes. Because his ex-wife did not change the beneficiary designation. And the next one that I think happens a lot more than people think is the lack of contingent beneficiaries. A couple had gotten together. They had a blended family. And they had made the decision that God forbid anything happened to them. They wanted their children to get their 401k accounts, not the other kid, not the other spouse. So when it, when they passed away, if 
there would have the children would have been named as beneficiaries contingent. The spouse could have declined the asset coming to her and it could have gone directly to the children. But because of the fact there was no beneficiary, she had to take the asset or it would have to go through probate to get to the kids. Kids said, no, we're fine. We don't really need the money right now. Within two years, all three children took all the money out. Well, guess what she had to do? She had to pay taxes on it at a very high rate to take it out to give it to the girls. So it made it a lot harder to do this. So a beneficiary review is one of the most important things we believe should be done when somebody comes in. We have to look at your 401k to find out what you did. What about your 403bs? Your IRAs, we'll get them in line. But like the, like Christine said, it doesn't matter what your will or your trust says. If your beneficiary designations on IRAs, 401ks, life insurance policies, it does not matter what your will says, what your beneficiary designation says, that's where the money is going. So make sure that you have those checked. That's one of the things when we go through the process, when we actually bring in a new client, what are your beneficiary designations? What do you want? If you have a will or a trust, what does your attorney want us to do? Because they're 100% right. If they don't say the same thing, the beneficiary designation will write it out. If you need any assistance with your legal documents, give us a call. We can help you get those also. But beneficiary designations, big part of the onboarding for our clients, because I don't want somebody coming back and saying, this was done wrong. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Investment advisory services are offered by All Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through its affiliate, All Insurance Group, LLC, Missouri Insurance License 803-9738. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. All Financial Group LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice.